Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is June 10th and it is the Wednesday Night War podcast. Reminder leave a thumbs up and subscribe. We have the List and Your Boy podcast today. All your news, but we have plenty of podcasts here for free on Fightful, Raw, and SmackDown reviews. Again, the Wednesday Night War, we're here after every pay-per-view. We do interviews all the time. We have one with Scott Norton dropping this week. We had Zicky Dice last week, an awesome interview where he talks about almost getting kicked out of NXT. Make sure you guys check that out. Show it some love. Share it. All that stuff helps. Then we can bring you more stuff here at Fightful. But hey, if you're watching this show live right now, Donate a super chat, any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. And if you want to ask, I don't know, five five questions, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. My Q&A show does not go up until tomorrow. You still got a little bit of time to get that in. But I'm going to introduce my co-hosts for uh, uh, and to, to make a little bit of an announcement ahead of time. I'll be stepping away from this show for a bit. Starting next week, Wrestle Talks Louis Dangor will be joining us. Uh, the show will be hosted by Warren. Uh, Alex will still be here, but I will attempt to do a uh, a review of NXT and uh, AEW and maybe hit some some points that I particularly cared about on Fightful Select as well. But Warren Hayes getting his his duties up a little bit, which which is nice because <laughs> I know a thing or two about getting my duties up a little bit yeah, these days. Gonna, uh, Been a little bit under the weather, but hey, Warren, I appreciate you kind of taking the reins. Well, yeah, you're very welcome. I really thought you were setting me up for a duties joke and I was going to throw it back to you, but hey, you know, if you want to keep all the glory to yourself, that's fine. I really liked your interview with Zicky Dice, though, uh, we'll say. I think he's a really entertaining member of the NWA roster. Little disappointed he didn't dive deeper into uh, his uh, fanny pack supply. God, like, who delivers him such fantastic, fantastic 90s gear? But a uh, good interview. Uh, you also had a pretty good interview of, of late. Lufisto. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, we talked about the uh, uh, how to run uh, how to run my show over on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And we talked about the CZW stuff where they're rebranding uh, women's pay-per-views to make them sound like they're soft poor uh, soft core porn uh, events. It's very weird. And a lot of the women who were involved, Lufisto, Jordan Grace, uh, they're a little offended by it. Kimberly as so. well. Uh, so I wanted to get her side of the story. It's a good listen. Go check it out. It's a good interview. And Lufisto's a legend. Was uh, thrilled to have her on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And also for everybody who, uh, I have, like, we have a lot of people always asking for podcasting advice. Warren had a nice thread about that last night on Twitter. I encourage you guys to check that out. But, you know, we also have Alex Palowski, who I am warning you guys, uh, you're going to want to shower graps this weekend. Yeah, because Alex, as we all know, it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. It's it's true. That's that's one of the truest uh, aphorisms in the history of mankind. Um, another one is uh, don't <laughs> don't get too angry about SmackDown, or you might have an aneurysm while you're live on the air. So who knows? All I'm saying is tune in Saturday night to see if I die because of rage. I don't want you to die, especially on the air. I mean, don't get don't get me wrong; it'd do fantastic numbers. But it would. It really would. I don't want you to die at all, especially on the air. My God! Yeah. Reminder, guys: donate a super chat. Any amount gets your question or statement read on the air. Evan Wright says, "Can't wait for sour graps this weekend." It is a good time. I find myself listening to both Alex and Warren shows as I'm editing a lot, and they're 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 masters of the rant. And that I can appreciate uh, as you know, three – I think we make up the majority <laughs> of the wrestling world that carry hour-long shows by themselves yeah. at this point. Yeah, yes. And, yeah. and if not us, we're, we're connected to, to most of the other ones. So uh, Michael Morgan says, SRS taking shows off because Bible Golf opened back up. And I got some personal stuff <laughs> to attend to, but I wish Bible Golf opened up because – I'm, I will legitimately, I am not above begging Impact Wrestling to come back there. They ran a show at the Bible Golf venue a couple months ago. I did interviews there. I would love to interview Jordan Grace and Ethan Page and Ace Austin and all these people while playing Jesus Golf. That would be phenomenal. I would love to do that. But, Warren, here we go. Who do you think won AEW NXT? Ah, strong show by AEW tonight. I'm going to AEW. I am too. Um, also because I think that Chris Jericho did the right thing and he shot hard on the Gooch in a recent interview this week. Did you all hear what he said about the Gooch? Didn't catch it. He said things like doughy and dork and he knew that it was going to ruin the segment because he came out there looking like a buffoon. So uh, I'm giving the nod to AEW. Let's go ahead and talk about AEW. And uh, right out of the gate, we have a super chat from our dude Eloquent who says, Love the FTR debut. The the Goodnight Express is an awesome name for the Shatter Machine. I agree, Alex. I think that if you can't use Shatter Machine, and I have trademarked Shitter Machine for the foreseeable future, uh, I think the Goodnight Express is the right way to go with that. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think the name is great. I'm going to miss calling the Shatter Machine. I think I, I, that was one of when I first heard that's what they called it. I was like, that's that's badass. That's a mm-hmm. great name for that move. They can't use it anymore because you know, WWE sucks. Um, the Goodnight Express is as good as any name you could pick up. What I want from them mostly is that we saw tonight they use it as a signature move, not a finisher. They're doing the spike yes. pile driver off the second rope. I would love for them to to finish moves with any one of seven moves. Like just because they have all of the do the they do the heart attack, they do the 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 uh, the powerplex with the old that mm-hmm. the power and glory finisher. They they do the demolitions finish, they do the uh the uh oh hawk and animal, they do they do all of these classic finishers they just pepper into their matches. I would love for them to be able to finish a match any one of seven different ways because they are tag team savants. They can pull a finishing maneuver out of any scenario that they find you in at the right moment. I think that'd be a kind of a cool thing that's different from anybody else out there. These are the guys who could do it. And AEW is a place to do it because there's a lot of guys who finish matches, as we saw tonight in the main event, with moves that aren't necessarily their finishers. So it'd make a lot of sense. So uh, I get, I was able to reach out to one of the members of the Revival, which I have the uh, more of an ability to do now since they're not in the other place and they know the drill they know i'm fishing they know i'm looking for something so all i asked when they debuted was how did it feel to do a pile driver again and the the word i got back was liberating (laughs) and to me to me i would like to imagine that the only reason they drove that truck into the venue because they were it's because they were like we got to get in there and do a fucking pile driver now (laughs) it's been too long been too long uh, and tonight's went a lot better. I love the Shatter Machine being used. And here's the thing. They're smart enough to not have the person kick out of it. Mm-hmm. It's still a finishing move. It just didn't happen to finish the guy right. that they pinned. Exactly. That's exactly. brilliant. That's smart. I really, really like that. That's what I think they should do with the Canadian Destroyer a lot more. You shouldn't... It shouldn't... If, you, if it's not going to end the match, have somebody roll out of the ring. Have them... Break the plane. Have them do something like that. Protect the move. I really enjoyed their debut. Um, I thought it went good. I thought Butcher and Blade were a nice team to put them against, too. An established team. They get their win. But after the match, they get interviewed. They say that AEW is the pinnacle of tag team wrestling. And, Warren, it's hard to disagree with that. Yeah, you. I mean, you can't. I think if you do, you're just. it's just in bad faith. It's it's just purely in bad faith. And objectively, like I, objectively, look at what's happening on Raw with the tag team division. That's it. Or, or, SmackDown or 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 don't <laughs> or don't. <laughs> don't. Uh, SmackDown has has a better has a better crop of tag teams, but you know, there it all boils down again to one person who says, "I don't want tag teams. I don't care about them." Here, I mean that. In AEW, the depth is ridiculous. Everyone is there. Every and for every all sorts of styles, all sorts of, of of manners of approaching tag team wrestling is there. What I really liked about about their debut was how perfect a pairing it was with Butcher and Blade because not an not a, a just a pair of enhancement talent, not just two guys that they pulled out of QT school, an established tag team, but who have a similar rep. Of being grounded, uh, meat and potatoes, like 
Chris Jericho said over and over during commentary, Mint Potatoes kind of uh, of team where it's just like, let's just fight. And that's what we got. So the pairing was perfect. They looked great. I thought the former Shadow Machine looked a little rough, but otherwise was really good. And you know they're going to find their footing in a W. And I love how they're just taking their time, building their feud with the Young Bucks. I still think this should be the main event for All In. I, 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 I think too. it's their... It's their biggest match that they have right in the palm of their hands. It's right there. And I love how the Jacksons come out. And Matt, Matt is such a little dick, isn't he? Like, he's yes. such... Oh, my God. Like, Nick is all, like, cool. Hey, nice to see you guys. And then and, and then Matt just goes... And he starts jabbing. What a, what a little punk. It, it, it was just a great, great segment. They're going to stretch this one out wonderfully. I'm looking forward to this match. Of course, like the rest of the planet is, it's good stuff. And I it, it, I mean, I, I love tag team wrestling. There's lots of reasons to love tag team wrestling. Hey, and by the way, you'll notice tonight that the rules were respected in the tag match. Yes. Rick Knox wasn't your referee in this match tonight. They got. They're like, no, no, no. We want a real ref who count some rules here. Not, not that guy Rick Knox who just and lets. I think anything. Sh- I think that should be brought up. I think that when he refs their matches, Alex, they should be like enforce the fucking rules. Do your mm-hmm. job, not just make sure the count is mm-hmm. there. Uh, also, I think that considering that FTR have been out there and said, oh, we're on a run an agreement, not a contract. I think Young Bucks should win these tag titles and carry them into All Out. And th- that way you question, will FTR win these tag titles? Will they not? How will this mm-hmm. work? But I agree. I think this is the main event of All Out. Uh, Alex, how do you feel about that? Oh, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I I think that, that it's um, – I'm, I'm very excited for a, a future uh, FTR versus Lucha Brothers match. Just because that's got to be the story of the match. The Lucha Brothers never, never respect the rules. And and as we learned from Chris Jericho, FTR stands for follow the rules. So, yeah, (laughs) that's that's an amazing future. Just like a random dynamite is going to have that as a very important match down the line. And I can't wait to see it. And it's just going to be full of spite. You know, you know, Dax and Cash are just going to be super spiteful about it. It's going to be wonderful. Eloquent says, odd sing FTR playing the babyface role in the ring. Well, that's one of my favorite things about AEW. Next month, they might be heels. In two weeks, they mm-hmm. might be heels. You get to decide how you feel about somebody. Omega and Hangman. Young Bucks, perfect examples. Perfect. Cody on any given night. You don't know if he's going to be mm-hmm. the person that you like or the person that you don't like. And that's the thing that I think sets apart AEW right now. Uh, <laughs> DGMC says, FTR equals follow tag rules. Yep. Evan Wright says, here for my Venus update, BTW. Um, Here's the thing, guys. While I appreciate it, send these on Warren's super chat. <laughs> Let Warren profit from from his his Venus falling out of his life. Yep. From him not getting his I, daily I dose say, of Venus. I still say Warren doesn't want to know what happened to Venus because there can't be that many people who are there. If you Google the name Venus. Oh, I could like, find them. I can I, find them fairly easily. Well, I think what you're worried is you're going <laughs> to, you're going to, you're going to Google them and it's going to come up with an, an obituary. That's, a, I'm that's terrified. I I, I've sadly had that happen before. I'm like, Oh, I wonder what happened to this person that I haven't talked to in years. And 
I Yikes. Google her name, obituary comes up. That's a bummer. Uh, Patelron6 says, Catch Louis Dangor on Fightful after Backlash. Yes, Louis Dangor of uh, WrestleTalk will be joining us. Uh, not Quizzlemania fame. He didn't. He got bumped today from Quizzlemania. But uh, he's been doing a lot of really good work. He does a lot of really good interviews. And as I've learned when he confers with me with some stuff, he's got some really good sources as well. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're going to... We're going to have him on. He's going to be joining us on Wednesdays. I think that uh, it'll, be, it'll be awesome for him working with people like Warren and Alex who have been bitching about wrestling with me for years. <laughs> so we get we get to to jade this. this he's he's, oh, a, he's the fightful young boy right now. Wrestle Talk <laughs> sent him on excursion. We're going to crush his spirit. We are. He's, he's, Welcome to the dojo. It's gonna suck for him. He's got to wear the black trunks on the podcast, and Lance Archer's <laughs> gonna just punch him in the face during the yeah. review. Like it's just the way that it works. <laughs> so after this, Dasha. By the way, Dasha is infinitely better on AEW than she was yeah. WWE, and it it, mm-hmm. it didn't take a, a rocket scientist to realize she would be because the Chris Van Vliet interview. Go watch that, guys. She she even jokes about not being a robot on that. But um, the Natural Nightmares will get a an AEW tag title match next week. Brandy questions why Allie is wearing a Rhodes Family jacket. And QT says that Allie is his girl. And Dustin says he wants to make sure that Marshall has his head right. Do you think did, we're going to get some, some fudgery here, Alex? Did did we ever get a concrete explanation how she went from being the bunny to the arm candy for the least impressive member of the Nightmare well, family? QT Marshall got those hair plugs, and that's all she needed. <laughs> Possibly. I'm not. Possibly. I'm not shooting I, I, on him here. Cody yeah. put him on blast months <laughs> ago. Yeah. Apparently, she's still using the bunny emoji in all of her tweets. So she might be just the world's worst double agent. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. That's what I'm hoping. That I, I'm hoping for some stuff like that where when it's obvious to us, it becomes obvious to the rest of us. <laughs> and QT's <clears throat> like, how dumb do you think I am? Yeah. That type of thing. Well, Nyla Rose and Penelope Ford took on Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander. Nyla and Penelope win when Ford hits Shida with the women's title belt. And I got to say, uh, <clears throat> she has been getting much better like she's one that really needed to develop more but uh mm-hmm. she's she's done it and hey we we've sang nyla's praises for a long time about how much she's she's improved but penelope's getting there too absolutely uh i i first and foremost i thought this was a really fun match uh this was a good showcase for the women's division, I thought everyone brought it. Uh, you know, there weren't even Statlander, who can be 50-50 sometimes. I thought everything connected. Everything looked good. Sheeta, uh, usually, uh, per usual, I should say, great knee strikes. Uh, her offense always looks uh, uh, amazing. I and I even like the the little combination where, uh, where Statlander and she did a superplex and an axe kick to try to put Nyla away. I liked it. I just before we talk about Penelope Ford a bit, I absolutely hate the Nyla's draping over the top rope knee drive. Uh, it, to me, it's it's a Del Rio spot 
two, you know, doing it on two people is doubly stupid. I don't like it. It looks dumb. Yeah. And I know, yes, oh, it's impressive when Nyla Rose, enormous, huge Nyla Rose flies through the air with the knee strike. Yeah. But the time it takes her to set it up and have someone hanging there and being like, ooh, what's going on? It's stupid. It's just as stupid as the Del Rio spot. I hate it. And on two people, hate it more. Especially when there's another person in the match that could have just fucking held him there. There you go. Now, coming back to Penelope Ford, big win for her. Mm -hmm. I agree she she has improved tremendously. We've talked about it a bit before, but, you know, she has been getting a lot better. And this is kind of going down the path of what we've been talking about also for the past couple of weeks, at least since uh, Sheeta became women's champion. She, if you want to see Sheeta as being the a, a Bret Hart type of champion and then putting her in matches with women who can benefit greatly from being in a high-profile match, but with a very uh, a ring general style worker who will be able to guide them through the match. This is perfect. Yeah. This is going to be absolutely perfect for Penelope Ford to be in a match with someone like Sheeta. She'll be, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this at Fighter Fest. Uh, it'll be a, a, a real good testament to, uh, to how good Sheeta is. We'll be able to see how good Ford will, will have, him, how well, excuse me, Ford will have improved at the same time. Looking forward to it. It's a good idea. Good match look to look forward to. Michael Mathis sends a super chat. says, you've made quarantine much easier. Thanks. Hey, you all have made quarantine much easier on us. We appreciate you all still supporting us uh, through this time. Darby Allen says he is not medically clear, clear to wrestle. And Tony Hawk shows up. <laughs> and let me see. Let me say. A month ago, I'd be like, Tony Hawk. Okay, cool. You know what? I'm most excited to play Tony Hawk Pro Skater Remake Man, than any I, game this year. I spent hundreds of hours with my two roommates in college playing those games on the PS1. Just hundreds of hours trying to trying to nail all those things and get perfect scores on the runs. So, and the, the, the soundtrack was so epic. I hope they bring back some of those songs because the soundtracks were so good. Can, can we get Warren and Alex doing a duet to Superman? So here I am. Come on. <laughs> you all can do I I believe in you. I had to sing Ass Man. Fun, fun fact. Fun fact. There is an outtake track of me singing Ass Man in the voice of Michael McDonald somewhere. <laughs> I might post that on Fightful Select one day. Because I was like, how can I sing this? I can't actually try to sing this. And I was like, well, I can do a mock ACDC voice. I can mm-hmm. sing it as Vincent McMahon. And I can sing it as Michael <laughs> McDonald. Three of the craziest voices I know. And we didn't use the Michael McDonald track, but I bet I still have it somewhere. <laughs> so, Tony Hawk, cool. This Britt Baker video, I didn't get to catch all of it, but... Whew, okay, so Dante said <laughs> Britt Baker's promo was equally tone-deaf as fuck and absolutely brilliant. I'm so conflicted about it, and I think that was the point, Warren. She yeah, says I... that her life struggles... Or that more of <laughs> that of Big Swall, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." But that's the thing is yes. that the, like this is purely character work. And at first, I was like, 
uh, yeah, Big Swole, she has like Crohn's disease, right? Yeah, that's yes. a straight. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Whoa. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I yeah. thought, you know what? Um, it, it's hard. It's hard to get mad in the context, you know, I, in the context of Britt Baker's character because she has this delusion about herself. And, you know, I, I don't I don't want to get too deep into it. Pretty sure that Britt Baker doesn't even see the. The, the 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 racial connotations of what she's saying it's just really all about her yeah. her and about herself it, it, it she's strictly a karen at this point being like my life is so hard yeah you've been through some stuff but what about me exactly. i've had i my nose was broken during a match you know it's like it's perfect it's actually it, it's actually a wonderful mirror to the people who are sort of countering with the she's, well, what about me thing. If she's wonderful, queen of the actually. Karens. That her gimmick is queen yeah. of the Karens, and yeah. exactly she it. plays it really well. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yes, it was a. I, I, I was watching it, going, this is honestly brilliant commentary on 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 who these people exist, but she's playing this. As intentionally as yes. opposed to watching this person on the news, which I have had to do several times in the past <laughs> week. Yeah, yeah, this is great. DGMC says Brit is WCW Jericho's long lost daughter. She really is. It's mm -hmm. true. And having him in that company probably only helps. Evan sure. Wright says, hope they have Darby in the next Tony Hawk game. That's a brilliant idea. That's a great crossover idea. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, I had posted in the chat, give me a quarter, I'll tell you your fortune. Give me a quarter, I love quarters. If any of you were ever at a pizza hut in the 1990s, you know what that's about. Joseph Farley says, here are eight quarters for you, Sean. A fool and his money are soon parted. <laughs> There's your fortune, Joe. I appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> Injection says, all gimmicks aside, I love how you and Wrestle Talk are working together. And makes me feel good that Wrestle Talk is getting more mainstream. I mean, they're helping us get more mainstream. They're definitely more viewed than us, but uh, I appreciate the the stuff that they do, like crediting us, sourcing us, having on their stuff. I like those people an awful lot. So, um, yeah, not not gonna hear me say anything bad about them unless I'm on their program. Then you'll definitely hear me say bad things about them. <laughs> Orange Cassidy and the best friends. A.K.A. the NXT Quarter Hour Nightmare. Because uh, Orange Cassidy is a star. He's like clearing a million views on YouTube. It's unbelievable. Orange Cassidy and best friends win. But after the match... <laughs> Warren, uh, Chris Jericho gets juiced. Or Chris Jericho juices Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Uh, this was a good, good match, by the way. I thought it was real, real good. But you know what? Hey, these days, the best friends are are really in the top tier workers of the company. They have been yeah. systematically putting up fantastic matches, whether it's in tag teams or or Trent Beretta doing stuff all uh, in, in solo action. They have been so, so good. So nothing, nothing out of the ordinary here. Uh, it was good to see Santana and Ortiz also get their sink their teeth into a into a match without being uh, too goofy as well. I, I I really liked it, but the angle at the end, man, that was um, <laughs> twenty pounds of oranges or so we're told. 
there were so many oranges. You in could that crack one a bag. man's skull with that. There you go. And they even had another. They, they, you know, they had to add more oranges. They had an extra little little bag of oranges because the just anyway. I love the angle at the end. the The baseball bat or uh, Cassidy blading was fantastic. Jericho just having a ball with it, and the line, the line. This is the kind of line. That only Chris Jericho can deliver, and you're like, this was great because it's so corny. But it's yes. he says, "Blood Orange Cassidy has just been juiced," and he drops the mic, and I'm like, my God! If it was anyone else, we'd be like, ugh. But I, it's I'm, Jericho. It's fantastic. I'm upset that he he stole my joke because like 15 seconds before he said that, I was like, okay, so this was has to happen. Uh, Orange Cassidy comes back from this beating and all of a sudden, like he's doing stuff in the ring, but also there's another character, a vigilante up in the rafters, masked, all in black, and he's blood Orange Cassidy and he's hell bent on revenge. (laughs) That's this other thing. He's like this weird Batman figure, this, this sting versus like circa 1996, but he's blood Orange Cassidy (laughs) and we got to get that going. And then he was like, Oh no, it's just, it's just a joke that, Chris Jericho did, so now they're not going to do it. And so then you start. have, and then you have uh, uh, Inner Circle Orange Cassidy, you know, kind of like when they had NWO yes. Sting, <laughs> and it keeps going like that. It'd be fantastic. Oh, hey, God. you know what? I'm so here for Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. Like yeah. right now, I don't even care about the Mike Tyson stuff. This is what I, th- this is so good. And you know, I, I've seen on Twitter a lot of people worried. Like, oh, is Jericho going to put Orange Cassidy over? I hope he does. Yes. Cassidy's the goddamn star, and I don't understand why people can't get that through their heads. I... He's a star, and Jericho is there to build some stars. Look at what he's doing with Sammy Guevara. He, this is fantastic. I'm so looking forward to this program. I had reservations about them signing Orange Cassidy. I said, how could they make this work? And how many times has anybody on AEW sold his his light offense? A big goose egg, zero. When he gets motivated, he does cool stuff. Uh, Evan Wright says, insert Jericho versus orange into my body. Well, you didn't specify where, so okay, we will. Uh, Brian Tambria says, insert that gif of Godfather here. Jesus, they killed my boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Look look at how they massacred my boy. That's, what, that's the line. I love, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite lines. DJ MC says something that will definitely not happen. I nominate OJ Simpson for Inner Circle OJ. That ain't happening ever. Uh, Petalron says, my favorite line from Jericho, Hager is beating up a 15-year-old version of himself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's the Spanish word for cannonball? I don't know. What is it? I'm going to look it up. Yeah, thanks for leaving me with uh, uh, Bala de Canon. (laughs) Bala de Canon. There you go. Bala de Canon. That sounds is right. What, is what they're telling me via Google. I'm listening. There we go. Uh, DGMC says, OC got OJ'd. Call the cops and Cochran for Jericho. RIP Johnny Cochran. So Tony Schiavone interviews Billy Gunn, and MJF interferes. This sets up Billy Gunn versus MJF next week. MJF is going to win this match, Warren. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. There's no question about it. Are you kidding me? I, well, why Why else would you set this up? Sure. And it, uh, is, is it going to tease into a Wardlow, uh, Billy Gunn feud? Man, I 
really don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't like respect to Billy Gunn. Uh, I don't want him as on as an on air talent. Honestly, there's so there are so many good people on AEW right now, up and comers. I mean, if he puts over MJF, that's fine. But let's just keep it as that. Uh, Sammy Guevara defeated Colt Cabana. I like this because it accomplishes a couple of things. One, mm-hmm. Sammy gets a win. Two, Colt gets a loss. And AEW is pretty good because they have had multiple storylines that revolve around a person needing to lose, whether it be Sean Spears' tag partner whenever they were trying to keep him busy, and now Colt Cabana. But backstage, we see Colt going into Brody Lee's office. In the ring, we see Matt Hardy (laughs) interacting with Sammy Guevara. How'd you feel about the match? In these two segments, uh, Warren, I thought this was a it was a solid match. Again, look, you know, Sammy Guevara uh, in the ring with a guy like Cole Cabana, who's a vet, a vet, like a legitimate veteran. Another guy who can uh, who can teach stuff to Guevara. Fantastic. Uh, so I thought the match was really, really good. Uh, I like how it also showcased how strong Guevara was. Yeah, because you know, crunching a big guy like Cole Cabana on your shoulders, man. I'm kind of like, ooh, that's impressive. Um, the uh, and uh, the the two post match angles, fantastic. I love how they just worked into each other. Uh, Cabana being completely defeated, going back. Matt Hardy coming out and being like, uh, going into his three faces of Hardy gimmick. Yeah. You know where he's where he's switching out uh, in and out. Um, and uh, he's saying, you know, I respect you. I want to be on your side. But here's what you got to respect out of Sammy Guevara here. It's like, yeah, you like me. You respect me. You tried to kill me a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> you tried to run me over. You. So I'm like, uh, okay, well, this is good. Because despite the fact that Matt is like, hey, you know what? I uh, I like you and I want to help you. Sammy Guevara is like, nah, man, you tried to run me over. That's continuity. Clearly, they're setting something up there as well. I like how Matty's, Matt uh, Matt Hardy's working with the with the young guys as well. Uh, that's uh, that's another cool thing. So, yeah, yep. uh, uh, everything weaves into each other. I like it. That's that's what I enjoy. They're using the older people to get over the younger people, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're they're losing to them. It just means that they're going above and beyond. Uh, oh, El- and, not, and 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 not all the old guys are like. Oh, maybe it's time for me to retire. You know, yeah. like that's what I appreciate too. Yeah, Eloquent says, "Do you like Alan Angels as part of the Dark Order?" Alan Angels has been very impressive during his time in AEW, from his ability to throw a drink at MJF to his in-ring stuff. So, yeah, Charlie Wolf says, "We love Wednesdays." So do I. That's the thing. Like when I was trying to decide, oh, you know, should I step away from Wednesday night post shows and stuff? Well, I had some personal stuff going on. It's like, man, I like I like reviewing this show. I don't have to come on here and be like, this doesn't make any sense. This sucks. This sucks. This sucks. We're talking about shows that won, and they're always good. They're always just good shows. So that's really awesome. Also awesome was the Joey Janela Sunny Kiss vignette. Uh. He says that he became a, he came to do AEW to be a star and wonders why he's faded into the darkness. Janela says that he feels like his best moments in wrestling are behind him and he's lost his direction. But Sonny Kiss shows up to offer a ride. Sonny Kiss. When people get Sonny Kiss at Sonny Kiss's best, boy, are they going to enjoy it, Warren. 
What a fantastic, fantastic vignette. And, I, and I'm excited to see what's next, what's going to happen next week. Because everything, and it's, everything felt like in like in an eighties atmosphere. That's what's fantastic about you know the Joey Janela stuff. Uh, I like you know how he's being reflective on his career. I liked how it was shot, how it was produced. Sonny coming over with this. I don't know what kind of car it was, but he looked like a million bucks. And it's, and it's like I think it's uh, I think it's Bix who pointed it out. It's like you know having a, a, a Sunny Kiss being like. Um, uh, Joy Janela's sober tag team partner moving forward. I could think of a worse pairing. I could really think of something worse and a worse combination creatively as well. That's absolutely fantastic. Look, I'm stoked for this. The aesthetic of it, uh, the, the the pairing, it all makes sense to me. I'm looking forward to see how this goes. Yeah, and I've been told just wait till you see next week. So that gets me even more excited. Fantastic. Uh, Joey Janela. Love his work. Love his work. Sunny Kiss was the only reason I continued to watch the last season of Lucha Underground. That's it. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, there there were some things that I thought needed to be shored up when I saw Sunny competing in AEW early on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that was the case with a lot of people. They signed a lot of people based on upside. I'm ready to see how this ends up. The rich get richer in the AEW tag team division. Jeez, man. It's insane. It really is. And you know, the, the, and here's the thing. is like, yeah, I, I completely agree with your assessment of, of how they use, they've used Sunny Kiss early on. But as it stands right now, AEW has given me every reason to believe that they can rehabilitate anyone that they that they try some stuff out and be like okay this didn't work out we're gonna try this over here because as it stands everyone they've tried to rehabilitate it has worked yep so i appreciate that because see i was worried about that i I remember hearing the young bucks say oh just because something doesn't work or the fans don't like it doesn't mean we'll change it well they have and that's good Mm -hmm. that's really good dgmc says vignette not enough coke snorting for my liking hey well there's always next week there's always next week. Uh, John Moxley gets attacked by Brian Cage outside. It looked like Brian Cage got a little gassed just beating him up. Well, yeah. he had just come from a workout in jeans. Okay, like yeah. I mean, he he had no shirt. I'm I'm assuming no shirts oh. fit him because there's no way That's... you can put those arms into sleeves. That's not possible. Yeah, I think he wears I think he wears vests or like you know someone just. Drops like a muumuu on him and then cuts off a little shorter. <laughs> I I I I just I, I he he looked like like vintage British bulldog in the jeans with no shirt. He was You're a right. nice shade Fantastic. of Lesnar when he showed yeah. up there. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Brian DeAmbra says, "Why does Cage have to be shirtless? He looked like he came out of a college bar. Pop Listen, me a little. Also, Sonny and jo- Joey need more neon. I mean, here's the thing: Why would he not be shirtless?" If I looked like that shirtless, I would not own shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There you Why go. Why would I wear a shirt? Why? 
He just walks in somewhere and he goes, no shirt, no shoes, your problem, buddy. And then he beats up John Moxley. Uh, DGMC says, with Matt managing private party, will he say, doot, 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 which is the old Michael Hayes thing. I think that would be funny if he started to emulate Michael Cole to play off that. But Michael of, Hayes. Or, yeah, Michael Hayes. Uh, speaking of uh, private party, Cody defeated Mark Quinn. The, the tail on the outfit drives me nuts. I don't know why it does, but it drives me nuts. But a fun match. Cody catches uh, into basically a trailer hitch and taps out Mark Quinn. Yep. Jake Hager confronts, and then we get a big brawl that breaks out. Warren, your, your thoughts on this one? Uh, good main event. I thought, I thought it was fun, despite the fact that uh, I felt the psychology was a little all over the place. Um, see... Let's say I'm a guy and, you know, I twist my ankle or I hurt my ankle. I'm not going to continue pursuing hitting some high-flying moves that require me to springboard and use my ankles to get elevation on stuff. That's the that's really the, the main thing that sort of took me out of the match. I'm like – because Quinn did a good job selling, you know, during the, during the, the, the picture-in-picture over the commercial. At some point, he tries to do a springboard and he just collapses because he can't do it. But then all of a sudden – He's doing he's doing topes, uh, you know, he's all sorts of stuff. So, on one end that bugged me. Then on the other hand, there was some there was some great stuff. You know, his corkscrew DDT was great. But oh, that rule, uh, it, that it rule. was fantastic. That, that was fantastic. The one out of the counter, right? Exactly. Ooh, that was boy. that was good stuff. So, uh, you know, it, it, like I said, just the fact that he was selling his ankle hard, but then he was flying all over the place. That uh, it, it kind of took me out of the match. Uh, I loved, 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 loved the ending, Sean. Absolutely loved the ending. And I like how Cody is this guy who can just like, he can end you with anything at this point. Yeah. He just, cause the, cause the match in and about itself was, I'm going to work the ankle and I'm going to use the ankle to end you. Not the crossroads, not a Cody cutter, not nothing. I'm going to do the, I'm going to do a trailer hitch. That's it. I thought that was fantastic. I am not into Jake Hager versus Cody I think I this is this is not a match I'm interested in because Same. Uh, 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 AEW has given me no reason to be interested in Jake Hager or be, or believe that Jake Hager can do anything of significance in the company we're still very 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 fresh nonetheless from his loss to um to uh, uh um John Moxley we're still very fresh off of that uh and he hasn't done much since so I don't know. I'm not. I, I, it's not. It's not a big match for their fighter fest coming up. I don't. I don't like it. Injection I, says after Bia versus Will, I'm ready for her to return to AEW. I'm sure she is too. Uh, War, or Alex, you had some thoughts. Well, I wanted to say this thing that's going on with with Cody is my. I have a conspiracy theory that I that I fleshed out from reading some stuff on on uh, the Reddit. Um, I think that they're doing a really long slow burn heel turn with Cody uh, because he's, he's showing a lot of signs uh, in, in the matches where he's wrestling with these young high flyers. Like, no, no, no tap out. I'm going to end your career, kid. Like, yeah. like, like those are things that he could do. And that's something that he can, he can switch on at any moment. Also, because he's the guy in charge, he really is at any point. 
If he decides to, he can say, hey, remember that thing I said where I would never compete for the title? Yeah, I'm the boss, and I just said, that's null and void now, and I'm going to compete for the title. Like, there's all these wonderful things they can do. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, in, in, in six weeks, six months. It could be in a year from now. They could finally cement that full turn. But he's showing all the signs of being that spoiled little rich kid who has his ultimate choice. And he can do mm-hmm. with it whatever he wants. Like he he's got he's in the back pocket of the guy who's the money man, Tony Khan. All that stuff. It's all perfectly laid out. And they may never do it, but it's perfectly laid out for him to have that heel turn. And I'm looking forward to it if they do it. Well, we've reached the middle of our review, and the middle is a very important part. You know what I mean, guys? Sometimes mm. people lack confidence, but I I am one to say. Hey, don't write yourself off yet. It's only in your head that you feel left out or or looked down on. Mm. Sometimes you just got to try your best, try everything you can, and, and tell yourself that you need some blue chew to make your penis very erect. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it does take some time, just moments, because it's a chewable, gets into your system much faster but you're in the middle of the ride well you want everything to be just fine you want everything to be all right all right and fortunately blue chew brings you the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know they work so you can just take some time you know a little bit of in the middle A little bit of in the middle. Talking about vagina. I'm just going to be up front with you. That's what I'm talking about. That's the middle. And it does take some time, but it's not going to take all of your time that you use. You call in the doctor, go into the pharmacy, because it's prescribed online. Blue Chew Affiliated Physicians hit you up with that. Damn, there you go. Like I said, chewable gets into your system a lot faster. Gives you that extra confidence. That way, you you know, it's really only in your head that you feel left out or looked down on. And you can do your best and do everything you can. And you won't have to worry what their bitter hearts are going to say. Because you know what they're going to say? Damn, you got a dope dick. Your mailman's not going to say that. Again, unless you're banging the mailman. Because this stuff ships discreetly. Straight to your door. Straight to your door. Bluechew.com. Code Fightful. You get your first shipment free if you would believe that. Guitar solo. Use that code Fightful. (laughs) Just pay $5 shipping. (sighs) Thanks for the money, Bluechew. Hit them up at Bluechew on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them. From us and the Dong Lord. DGMC says this ad read was dedicated to David Starr's mom. This is getting out of hand. Out of hand. This is this is beyond tall territory. I did the tall thing as a rib on some absolute dweeb. And it picked up so much steam that people... St- they named a show after it. 
is is the Mania show next year going to be like me versus David Starr? Yes. With like his I'd mom on a forklift yes. outside no, the ring. Yes, David Starr's mom on a pole match. Yeah. Well, pe- people keep on insinuating. Never mind. We got <clears throat> NXT to talk about. Not that kind of pole. Matt J. Hendricks <laughs> says, Jesus, are you trying to get me beat up by David Starr? My God. Matt J. Hendricks says, WWT Shayna Baszler chasing after the 24-7 title. Why not? They're not having her do anything else. They're having her go in and do nothing. So pointless. I had to ask, hey, is she hurt? Nope, she's not hurt. All right. Mia Yim and Keith Lee defeated Johnny Gargar. Actually, Johnny and Candice defeated Keith Lee and Mia Yim. I gotta say, like sometimes like if I had a complaint about... Mia Yim's work it would be it's it's a little slow sometimes like her suicide dive I always say it looks like she could lean out of the ring and just pull herself out not today not when she flies into to the love of her life she went full on she she got all the speed she could and fortunately she ran into a real sirloin beef sons of bitch in Keith Lee he ain't dropping you he's got you he's okay but Candace and Johnny get the win. Feel like this is a lot of 50-50, but it, it is very WWE-ish. Alex, how do you feel? Yeah, it's very WWE-ish. I mean, the thing that, that at least was interesting to me and, and kind of fun was uh, Johnny hits his uh, one final beat slingshot DDT to Keith Lee onto his own wife. Mm-hmm. And then, and as, as, as Warren pointed out, Weekend at Bernie's her up the ramp. That's fantastic. She was clinically dead while yeah. he was carrying her up the ramp. That was that was fantastic. Now, I don't know what... I mean, usually this is like, oh, now she's going to be mad at Johnny. Oh, what, can they coexist? And I, I hope they don't, never bring it up again. It was just one, one fun little spot in the match to make it fun, and then they move on. Like, I, I, I don't know, but it, 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 um, it, this was good. This was, a, this was fine. I... I I I don't love the whole, you know, mixed tag rules in WWE where, you know, it's it just it seems like it just slows the match down. Oh, whoop, you tagged out. Now I got to tag out. Okay. It just feels like it's a thing that just stops the match in its tracks. But this was a this was a decent version of that at least. Well, I was watching it out of the corner of my eye, and Mia Yim was getting some good offense on oh, your boy true. Johnny, so oh, yeah, but they'll always allow for that. But there's never going to allow for Keith Lee doing anything to, to Candice LeRae. <laughs> no, he just, just smushes her. Yes. We get, a, we get an interview with uh, Cameron Grimes, and Priest shows up and lays him out. Uh, boy, did he have a star-making performance. And Triple H seems like he fell in love with Damian Priest on Sunday, as he probably should have. But we get a video package recapping the Io Shirai, Matt, or the Io Shirai victory. But we went to what I thought was a pleasant surprise of a squash match with Indu Share versus the local team. As far as one-sided ass whoopings go, I got to give them credit. Like Rinku Singh is very athletic. I thought this was the best showing of these two yet because well, it was it was basically Rinku running 175 miles an hour into the corner and then him doing the the I think the side slam elbow drop. It was short and that's what it should have been. So good until they're until they're at that level. 
keep it to really good squash matches. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing is I'm I'm watching it and like when you say it's the best showing, it's like, well, yeah, good God, I hope so because mm-hmm. because the ones they've had before have have been terrible. Um, I I just see still see a lot of greenery of when course. I when I when I look at them in the ring and I just say, okay, fine. So to me, I'm I'm uh, right now. Malcolm Bivens isn't adding anything to this act. They're not having him cut promos. They're not doing anything that makes Malcolm Bivens Malcolm Bivens. So him just being there is cool. I guess he's the Paul Ellering of this of the Indian version of AOP. But you know, okay, fine. But let's figure out what we're going to do with them because this just them squashing jobbers once a week is just eating up five minutes of the runtime. Well, my thing is I'm okay with them squashing jobbers if it looks like this because they need to get yes. less green and they don't have live events to get less green on. That is that is true. And uh, I know that WWE has a lot of hope that Malcolm Bivens can help Indu Share get where they need to be. I mean, I had several people tell me that Matt Bloom likes Indu Share and sees them as a couple of his guys. So I get the feeling that they wouldn't put them with somebody – that they didn't have confidence in as a result. I agree. Malcolm should be probably doing something else. Probably should probably be managing Nia Jax or something right now. But, yeah. um, I thought this was a, a good performance. And just cause, <clears throat> just cause their other ones weren't good. I, I, the fact that they had a good one to me is yes, that's promising. No. Yes. So Cameron Grimes has a broken jaw. He says, he says, but William Regal says he'd rather talk to Grimes himself. Okay. The ref comes up and uh, walks up on Grimes talking to two women before he sees William Regal on the tablet. Yep. <laughs> and he quickly hurt or fakes a hurt jaw. So we're getting Finn versus Grimes, and Finn wins. He says he's going for the North American title after this. What do you think of the Chronicles of Good Time Grimes? Well, um, uh, Warren, you and I speculated on this during the takeover post-show thing. What, what what are they doing with Damian Priest after losing all of these matches to Keith Lee, to Finn Balor? To, and you were like, maybe a face turn. And I was like, yeah, I <laughs> guess. But wouldn't that come out of kind of come out of nowhere? And you were like, yeah, but can you think of anything better? And I was like, no. And what do they do? <laughs> Random face turn. Punches Cameron Grimes. Now he's a baby face. There you so, go. Okay, cool. Now let's see where that goes, because maybe he'll start to win matches, because all the high-profile matches he's had, as good as he has looked, and I agree with Triple H, he looked excellent in that match. He does not win matches, so maybe as a baby face, he will. Uh, Cameron Grimes, I think, is fantastic as this character. He's doing such a great job with it. Um, And the match, he and Finn Balor slugged the hell out of each other. He's a a great, he is a wonderful uh, bruiser of a smaller dude. He's not a cruiserweight. But he's definitely not a bigger guy, so he's in that wonderful little in between where he can have he can be fast enough to to work with guys like Finn Balor and and resilient enough to have a series of matches, which he's going to have now with Damian Priest, and that's going to see we're, we're going to see how how well this guy fits in to both categories, and he's a very versatile guy. I'm looking forward to that. Finn Balor versus Keith Lee, another thing, Warren, that you and I talked about as a possibility, and it looks like they're going in that route, which again. Great, but I don't, again, I don't know how you have one of those guys lose. They're both in such a great position. Being knocked down by the other one, it feels like it might stunt momentum. Who knows? Let's see. Also, I love that WWE thinks that 
girlfriend stealing, uh, attacking from behind, but losing every match. Damian Priest punching a guy is like, well, they gotta <laughs> love him now. <laughs> he punched a guy who's worse than he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Avery Dunn says, after listening to Sour Graps for a few weeks, this show is the only visual proof that Alex enjoys wrestling. I immensely <laughs> enjoyed NXT. That is the truth. Brian DeAmbra says, in the sarcastic tone, the most natural thing gets over Sean. I don't get it. I don't get it. But Dakota Kai defeated Casey Catanzaro. Dakota Kai needed a win. I don't know what they have planned for Casey. Apparently, nothing. Well, they have now. She's she's got a tag team partner in Caden Carter. That's cool. Uh, who, That's cool. Who, who, which is fine. Hey, they're they're building a women's tag division in NXT. Good, because yeah. mm-hmm. they they need one. Um, uh, also, they, also Bailey and Sasha. I, I would schedule a an NXT takeover for I don't know early August maybe, and have yeah. Bailey and Sasha in a tag title match main event that because they're yeah. homecoming. Even though it won't be in front of fans, would be kind of cool. Yeah, I think. Um, Are you like saving it for SummerSlam? Is that what you're saying, Sean? (laughs) Saving it for SummerSlam because because they've got to uh, set up their match for SummerSlam, which won't happen. I I um I noticed that uh, Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro have been like standing right next to each other during all the social distancing plexiglass people, and so uh, they're they're because they're tag team partners. They already are sharing all their germs anyway. So um, I think it's kind of cool that she comes down and uh, and attacks um, uh, Raquel and, and Dakota to, like, set up that as a feud because we also have Tegan Knox and Shotzi who are getting a shot at the tag titles next week. Whoever comes out of Backlash with the titles comes to comes a full sale next week. Great. Let's build this women's tag division out and actually utilize them. Because there are enough really talented women, you got to find places to put them in matches. Yep, I agree. After the match, we had uh, we had uh, as you mentioned, Caden Carter come out and help out. I'm good with that. Caden Carter is really good. I enjoy her when I see her, so I'm cool with that. Uh, Timothy Thatcher <laughs> is going to start coaching people next week. I love that. I love this vignette. This was cool. I'm all for that. Any thoughts? Uh, if it, if, sorry, I just, I'm just going to add in. If, if if this means more fight pit, I'm okay with it. Like a, a fight pit every week. Uh, NXT fight pit. I just want fight pit. Fight pit. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I've always wanted uh like a, a like a a wrestling coach character. Like like a really badass drill sergeant type wrestling coach character who wrestles his students in matches and beats them unmercifully because they're not good enough to beat him. It's like well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take it easy on you kids, you know, until the one guy actually takes him to the limit and it pisses the guy off even more. And there's your feud that can start out. I don't know who comes out of the Timothy Thatcher you know boot camp as the guy who's actually gonna feud with him, but that's gonna be a fun program if they do it that way. Yep, uh, so we go to El Hijo del Fantasma being interrupted by Drake Maverick. Drake congratulates, and uh, then we see the two masked men appear. Fantasma then drops Jake, Drake with a headbutt, and all three attack. It is Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde. 
where Phantasma takes off his mask and says that he is Santos Escobar. First off, who showed Vince Netflix this week? <laughs> that is the the most painfully ridiculous name, but I loved I, this segment. I I love the name. It's so oh, out God. there. It's ob. Listen, it's obvious, but it, it it listen. It's totally the name of a of a character written as the drug kingpin of some movie. Like it, that, this, if if watching, this guy teamed with a guy named Dolph Ziggler, you would expect their team name to be the Cocaine Cowboys. Yes, true. <laughs> um, I I think that Sexabar is just really great. I love that he's like now. The thing about it is, is that okay? So we also have Angel Garza and Andrade on Raw. This is just basically the next partner of theirs because he's he, they got the beard and and the long black hair. And 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 he's he's an unmasked luchador. It feels like it, they've are they're already doing this on Raw. I hope they can like they can switch between like maybe the 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 luchador masks are their formal wear, like where they're not actually wrestling. They 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 walk around in the luchador masks, but when they have a match, they take them off. I think that could be something interesting. Also, I have a question: What happened to the guys who abducted uh, Mendoza and Joaquin Wild? Because two guys abducted those two guys, but where are those guys? Did they like? Did they? Did they? Were they subsumed into the identity yes. identities of those two other they guys? They were symbiotes. Yeah, there you go. That's that's how go. it happened. I like that. Uh, we see undisputed era backstage trying to hunt down Dexter Loomis before they do see him in a slit in the door. This leads to the main event. Adam Cole defeated Dexter Loomis via pinfall. Uh, Bobby distracted the referee that led to this. Any thoughts on the match, Alex? Uh, the, the match is... I, I love Dexter Loomis. Um, I, uh, I think it's, it's fun how, how scared to death Roddy is. We didn't talk about the opening segment where, yes. where they're out there talking about him and Roddy keeps seeing Dexter Loomis in the crowd, but Bobby and Adam don't. And it's like, dude, dude, calm down. It's okay. No, I swear to you, he's right there. And turns out that Roddy was right. That's all really, really great. They're, these guys are so excellent at the kind that kind of comedy. Um, and, and Roddy's perfect at playing it. This was all really, really excellent. Dexter Loomis is, is very special. But I don't know what his ceiling is. You know, like yeah. I don't know how far you can push this guy before he's in a position that's too big for what his act is. But I, listen, push him as far as you possibly can, because he's really special. I, I like that. The what 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 I really liked about this whole thing is is that of course he's picking on on Roderick Strong, right? Of course he's picking on Roderick Strong, and Adam Cole summed it up really really well at some point. I, I can't remember. I think it was in the first segment where where Strong is getting real real nervous and jumpy, and Adam Cole said, "Roddy." When you get excited, I get nervous. I, <laughs> and, and that, to me, is exactly <laughs> the level of character that, that Roderick Strong is. He's the perfect, perfect guy to be feuding with, with Loomis. I, I think this could be – this has the potential to be an extraordinarily good feud for NXT. It really has the potential because they're weighing on two very, very strong character types that are very – that are antitheses – to each other. It's going to be really good. So after this, uh, 
Undisputed Era attack. Velveteen Dream makes the save. They all brawl out. And then I gotta say, WWE NXT keeps getting better at using Karrion Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux because I really dug this. Scarlet walks out. She sets down a giant hourglass and there's this awesome shot of Adam Cole just watching the sand slip through. I love that. Alex, uh, you you are you've been a bit more critical of this act in the past. Yep. How do you, how do you feel? I'm 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 wa- I'm waiting. I mean, like I, I I have to wait and see because uh, NXT has gotten a bit more uh, WWE main rostery over the past few months, and the WWE main roster sucks at doing spooky characters. So we'll have to see how this goes. I, I personally thought that she was challenging Adam Cole to a match at Sands of Time. But, you know, we don't know when the next one's going to be. So um, this is fine. But it does it does feel reminiscent to me of how they were like, hey, The Fiend is a really hot act. Let's yep. hot shot him into a title program. Yep. Nothing could possibly go wrong. And yep. it, ruined, it ruined The Fiend for a while and it ruined Seth Rollins. So I don't know where this is going, but I hope we don't get a re a, remat, a recap of that where Killer Cross is in a title program too early, and they, they hot shot the title onto him, and now you're just waiting, waiting to see how this unkillable monster can be killed, and it turns out you got to bring in Goldberg to do that, and I don't want to see Goldberg <laughs> versus Killer Cross. Nobody wants to see that, you know. So I mean. Uh, I mean that's the only, that's the only kryptonite to the monster who gets put the title on. You got to bring in Goldberg, and I, I'm done with Goldbergs. I, I'm in complete agreement with Alex. Uh, I think this is uh, I, I maybe I, and I, I'm not really ready to see where this goes. I think it's a very bad idea. I was very much looking forward to a much more interesting story. The one being where Tommaso Ciampa does everything he can. To get a to get a win over Karrion Cross, to me that was much much more compelling and would continue to establish Cross as a dominant guy. Now you're boom instantly pushing it. Sure, sure, sure. He he squashed uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa on a pay per view on a takeover in under six minutes. Sure, that's a big deal. But then you toss him immediately into into this fight into this situation. Uh, it really, it really reeks of the fiend, and I don't trust WWE enough. Even if it is NXT, I don't trust them enough to do this. I think it's hot shotting. I don't think it's going to do anyone any good. They're painting themselves into a corner. I don't think they do long term booking. This kind of stinks. I don't like it. Well, this is why I think they shouldn't do it immediately. I think that the the sand in that hourglass should not be up imminently. I think Adam Cole should be avoiding carrying cross at all sure. costs and he should say yeah. you can't just win two matches and get get a shot at my title that i've held for a year you got to do more than that you got to do better than that so then carrying cross runs the gamut and even then adam cole's like no no no, no i i don't want it and then the time runs up and then william regal's like he's getting his title shot now yeah. even if that takes until august september whatever that may be I just like the anticipation, the build of Adam Cole doesn't want to fight this guy, but we know how good he is because he's been the champion for a year. He just, he'll do like 
Mm-hmm. Very... It doesn't matter. The problem is, is that that Adam Cole can be as good as he wants. Nobody's beating Karrion Cross as Karrion Cross has been presented, which is why if he has a title match, he becomes the champion, and then he never loses the title unless Goldberg comes out of retirement. That's 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 Man. the that's the thing that they've done. I don't think so. Like, I don't know. It's Stop. Been, it's been a month. Stop using the name Goldberg, please. This was a fun podcast. I'm going to demonetize us if we do that. (laughs) Matt J. Hendricks says, Adam Adam Cole versus Karrion Cross and Keith Lee versus Finn Balor at the next takeover. I'm all for it. I hope not. I hope that Cross versus Cole is in the distant future. Lee and Balor, yeah, I I for sure think so. Matt J. Hendricks says, Cross versus Cole is going to be the shortest match or NXT title match in history. Maybe. I, I... I think that, like, the Taz character, you drop somebody on their head, you beat them. We haven't really had an NXT champion like that that is just a a wrecking machine. Like, you want to tune in to see how bad they're going to fuck somebody up. Like, Mm. I've used this example. When Anderson Silva was atop the middleweight division and he jumped up to light heavyweight, I didn't really want to watch him fight James Irvin, this guy who was maybe a top 30 guy. I wanted to watch him beat the living shit out of James Irvin. That's it. This past weekend, Amanda Nunes against Felicia Spencer. Did I think that Felicia Spencer stood a shot? No, I didn't. I tuned in, and I was not disappointed by the sustained five-round ass-whipping that I saw. James O'Rourke says, Just got here. FTR's logo look a lot like the Fightful logo. NXT, uh, next after AEW, have a great night. Well, the Fightful logo looks a lot like the Fear Factory logo or the Throwdown logo, I've been told. So it ain't that original, my friends, but we've got plenty of them out there. Reminder, guys, if you get in your questions pretty soon, you can still subscribe to FightfulSelect.com and get those in. Uh, That show will go up tomorrow. But also tomorrow, Mr. Warren Hayes has a show. But you did a, a... you you drew a house, so to speak, this week <laughs> on your channel, Warren. Yes, we got a bunch of uh, other uh, of, of pals, chums of the wrestling podcast uh, podcasting community came onto my ch- uh, to my channel uh, last night, and we played some Drawful Two from the uh, Jackbox uh, Party uh, games. It was a lot of fun. It was all wrestling themed. Was it was cool if you want to go check that out. Otherwise, come and see me tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming live, YouTube.com YouTube, YouTube slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Alex, what's up? Well, uh, I'll, I'll be talking about SmackDown and being really angry about it. Uh, I did want to mention something we didn't talk about on NXT. Uh, if you're actually, because everybody said, I say that the comedy they do on Mondays and, and Fridays is always terrible. If you want to know my personal proclivities about what good comedy is in wrestling, the answer is Brizongo. That vignette they had tonight yes. on NXT was okay. phenomenal. I, that thing where they where they talked about, uh, they said it, it, that they were going to face Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, but they called them Fabio and Marsupial. I love these guys. More Brizongo. Got to bring that up. Love that vignette. Also, Rhea Ripley threw Robert Stone in yes. the trash. Yes. yes. I love that, too. I like desperate Robert Stone. This is good. I, and he, I, he's I'm, drunk, Colonel Robert, drunker, Colonel Robert Parker. <laughs> sorry. I'm also absolutely 100% here for the tossing dweebs in the trash chapter of Rhea Ripley's career. Sure. Let's just get more of that. Sure, why not? 
Matt J. Hendricks wraps up our show by saying, WWE are high on Karrion Cross. That's why he's getting the title match. They should well, be. Yeah, he's sure. fantastic. Yeah, and after the shit he went through last year, mm-hmm. I couldn't be happier for the guy. Uh, you all know I got a soft spot for catch wrestlers for the MMA crossover. This guy was going to be a pro fighter, and he thought, you know what? I think I like pro wrestling a lot more. So I've, I got a soft spot for people who work like that. Him in the fight pit one day, boy, are you guys going to be happy. Sure. Ooh, Ooh boy. Uh, I'll just say this. Impact fucked up, and I'm glad that they have turned uh, a new leaf, so to speak, and done a lot of good things recently. Um, You all can check out our reviews of Impact on The Weekender every weekend on Fightful Select. But until next time, guys, I, I will still be here on occasion if Alex is like, Oh, I need a vacation. Or Warren's like, ah, Sean, I'm, I, I've, I've run out of maple syrup. I can't possibly function. I'll be like, you know what? I'll step up. I'll do it. I'll come by on a Wednesday. Or there just might be a night where I'm like, Warren, we got a Brady bunch. We got to put like four or five squares <laughs> up here. I'm still going to pop in. But my plan is to have an NXT and AEW review on Fightful Select. You all might have noticed I had my NXT TakeOver review up on Fightful Select. Go subscribe. It's a good time. Until next time, guys, we're out.